0: Fast Forward Productions, the women are speaking. I started tying a lot of my worth into the success of the business. And my personality of the high achiever also started pouring a lot of my self-worth into the success of my career. When I was able to kind of take a step back, I had a couple cycles of burnout. I just reached a breaking point where I was
1: like, I'm not satisfied with my life. Welcome to Becoming Obsessed. I'm your host, Teresa Jean, part-time business coach, online marketing expert, digital nomad, and ultra athlete who has always been obsessed with living a life by design, not living on default. I'm obsessed with my life, and I think you should be too. Becoming Obsessed is a collection of conversations that make my heart sing with the people I'm obsessed with. Join me in learning how to outsource and create ease in life and business so we have the capacity for the things we actually want to spend our time on. Let's get into it. All right. Shay, welcome to the Becoming Obsessed podcast. I am so grateful for you to come on. Shay Brown is one half of the bucket list bombshells a resource that I have been following for as long as I can remember, especially as I wanted to live a life of freedom and be able to work online and travel. Shay and her business partner, Cassie, have come out with such incredible resources over the years. And they actually have a mastermind called Scale of Purpose that I joined him and am a student of now. And so I get to spend a good amount of time talking and working with Shay. And she has been such a godsend in my own journey of building a business and especially building a business that is going to work for me and my lifestyle that I want to have, not necessarily building a business that requires me working 80 hours a week and not traveling and not doing anything else. And so with that, Shay, I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you've gotten to where you are and kind of this bucket list bombshell journey that you yeah of
0: course well thank you so much for having me I'm so excited to be on your podcast I love that you have a podcast and you're doing this on the side of everything else that you're building I know it's the passion of yours so I'm excited to watch that journey for you and as you mentioned you're one of our scale with purpose group coaching members and it's just been such an honor to coach you and watch you grow and develop your business as well so really excited and honored to be here with you today as you mentioned, I am one half. So Cassie and I are the bucket list bombshells, and we've been in the business for about ten years and we're in the online education business essentially. And we've transitioned over time from starting out with just online courses to then doing different meetups and some in-person events to really transitioning more into high touch point services. So, we now offer the Scale with Purpose Mastermind Group Coaching Program. I have one-on-one coaching offers, as well as whenever we are now doing self-paced courses, we are offering a higher touch point coaching element. So I'm really excited to kind of chat through what that transition and that journey look like for us. But essentially, we teach and help and mentor women in business to grow a service-based online business that gives them freedom, fulfillment, purpose, passion without the burnout, without the hustle culture, with a more feminine approach, I would say, making sure that our work is always working for us and we're not working for it, our job, our career. We're really able to build a really full life outside of work and allow work to sustain us in our lifestyle versus really it being more of a, I'm out here trying to build, you know, a big, large empire, which was something that Cass and I did set out to do. And now we've sort of, again, grown and learned in that journey. And I know we're going to chat more about that today and kind of what that transition looked like for us. And it's kind of why we brought it back to simplicity's sake. So I'm really excited to dive into all of that more. But that's just a little bit of background of who we are and who we serve. So we are serving women in the service based industry and basically giving them the skills and the knowledge to launch grow or scale their service-based
1: business. Yeah, I love that. And as you were talking, it also made me realize that one of the reasons I've so fearlessly been like, yeah, I'm gonna just figure it out. Like I'm gonna go do it is because I've watched like you and Cassie and other female entrepreneurs who are like, yeah, I live in another country part of the time or all the time. And I'm always traveling and working and building a successful business and lifting up the women that are around and behind. And so I never really have had like, oh, it's impossible. Cause I'm like, well, if they can do it, like I can make it work, I can figure it out. And so I just appreciate, I don't know that I realize how much of an impact that has, but I know since I've been on this journey, I've known who you all are and really followed and been in the Facebook group and just been interacting with other women who are out there making it happen. And one thing I'm really interested in And we talk a lot, especially on becoming obsessed, we talk a lot about the first step to following your dreams or following your intuition to finally start listening to that what if, that curiosity. But I love what you were saying about how you maybe started out wanting to set up an empire and then maybe scaled back the dreams on the empire side so that it balanced out the dreams you have for what your life and lifestyle would look like. And I'd love to hear more about what actually you do want your life to look like, what the main thing is, right? They say, keep the main thing, the main thing, what that is for you, and then how you were able to adjust the business to what you want your life to look like. Yeah,
0: such a fun question. I think that while I would say that we've always had the work-life balance in the sense of, as you mentioned, You saw us traveling, you saw us building our businesses while traveling, and we weren't meeting very many women on the road. And it was kind of what sparked the community and then eventually the education side of the business. And so, while I would say that we always had that approach to really living life to the fullest and really doing whatever we wanted and checking off our bucket list in that sense, but I would say that the main focus, especially when you just start out, which this is completely natural, was that it was so focused on building the business to the highest peak that we could go. That was really our mission. We wanted to basically try and serve every single woman in the world who wanted to have an online service-based business. You know, We went and we dreamed big, right? Whether or not that is achievable is not really the point. We were so young. You have that fever. You have that passion. You're like this. You're pouring everything into your work. That was fine because we still had that balance between we were traveling. We had a full life outside. We were surrounded by entrepreneur groups. And I think that we were still living this. It wasn't just like nine to five work, like go into the office, come home, make your lunch for the next day, repeat. Right. Like we had a very interesting life. And I think that was really fun. And then the pandemic happened (laughs) and I think that it really slowed us down and kind of allowed us to look at what is the next chapter. Like I said, we started out in our early 20s. We're now in our early 30s. Life changes for us as anybody. But what we noticed was sort of this calling and this desire to slow down our lives. We were living such fast-paced lives that you know some of the times the burnout would catch up to us and we would continue to power through and not really listen to our bodies listen to our personality types like how we work best like we would just go 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 cuz we were such high energy we're very high achievers and we're also perfectionists and so now we like to kind of look at uh, use this term like recovering perfectionists. so we kind of reached this point where the pandemic i think this happened for a lot of people you had to slow down, right? You had to kind of like be with yourself a lot or cast iron a cabin and we're, you know, the two of us. And it just, it really kind of set your priorities, maybe not for everybody, but I feel like a large percentage of us kind of reevaluated our priorities. And that's where we were at a stage in our business where we had so many different product offerings. We had a very large team. We were... Constantly keeping up with every trend that was out there in terms of marketing and sales or products and services. And we just are such visionaries. We have so many ideas and we're so good at bringing them to life. But that means that all of your energy and attention is poured into that. And then for me, because I don't want to speak for Cass, but for me, I started tying a lot of my worth into the success of the business and my personality of the high achiever also started pouring a lot of my self-worth into the success of my career. And when I was able to kind of take a step back, I had a couple cycles of burnout. I just reached a breaking point where I was like, I'm not satisfied with my life. I'm so into what I do in my work and that's great. But when I come out of that work bubble, let's say it's the end of the day and I am exhausted. I am completely wiped. I have no time for friends, family, my health and fitness, like creative space, go on a walk with like, you know, no music, no podcast, no nothing. Like, I love that. I'm a small town girl from an island. So being in the forest is like my jam. And my friends get a little scared for me, but I'll just go out into the forest by myself, like a little like forest fairy or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, I wasn't doing anything outside of work in that sense. It was just go, go, go. Everything that happened in the business, good or bad, was like directly tied to my self-worth. And that was such a burnout. And then for me as well, being the COO, being in the operations side of our business, I was so disconnected from any sort of touch point with our audience because we had grown to a point where we had 25 team members. And so the layers of communication, I was still producing like the content for our audience or products and services. Again, they were all digital, so no high touch point, all products and services for our audience, but I never interacted with them anymore. And I didn't realize that that also was a part of my burnout was just feeling like all I do all day is manage a team. I run the funnels. I run the metrics I'm meeting with the ads manager. It's like all this like strategic in your head work, like nothing that is connecting with my audience. That can happen if you are trying to grow to multi-million dollar, big time, you know, you're out there, you're known, you're producing a lot. You have to step into a CEO, a COO role. And that does take you away. Like, for example, you go into something like Target, you're not talking to the CEO, right? So it's kind of looking at it in that it's a natural stage of business growth. I'm not saying that this is not a natural part. It just didn't serve me. I was like, this is not working for me, my energy, the type of life I want to have outside of my business that I want to fulfill me. And so basically. We took some time. We completely scaled down our product and service ladder, our team, the layers, our marketing strategy. And we just really took it back to basics and just started reconnecting basically for a year this past year, really reconnecting with our audience. Like I'm having conversations in DMs. I'm having conversations in emails. I'm now doing a lot more of the like I'm doing high touch point services. Coaching fulfills me in a way I had no idea would fulfill me. And adding that layer anytime I can to one of our products and services is how I maintain now that passion, that purpose and connection. And then we realized there was a lot of fluffs. There's a lot of things because we just decided our new revenue goals, our new time goals. So like money freedom and time freedom were vastly different and so much more achievable. Like we even scaled those two things. We scaled our time freedom up and we scaled our money, basically our financial goals down, to be honest. And I think that's not really talked about a lot. And it's kind of like, well, how are people going to perceive you as successful if you're not aiming for these huge goals? And I was like, well, let's talk to the women in our community. And guess what? None of them had the crazy empire building goals that we had. And I say crazy with love, if that's what you want to do. I I didn't mean it in a rude way. But as you've seen in our scale with purpose, Mastermind, we are all really building sustainable businesses that is like we're defining what is enough for us. And that's what Cass and I did. So long story long, because I'm so chatty, so I'm going to hand it back to you. But long story long was Cass and I scaled back. We defined what enough was. We reconnected with the women that we were serving. And we have now reignited that passion and purpose within our business, but also outside of our business, we now have so much more time freedom and we are doing the things that
1: fill our cups up on a regular basis. I went off, so here, I'm handing it back to you. No, but I'm so enthralled in everything that you're saying because so much of that is even what this podcast is about and what my journey is about is how do I keep my North Star so that I know what my enough is And so that I know if I'm living a life that I really want to, or if I'm getting caught up in these metrics and these numbers, because as you know, and better than I do, but when you're starting a business, you're surrounded by so many people that are reaching for, you know, okay, six figure, seven figure, multi seven figure, eight figure, nine figure. And it's like everyone, it's its own version of the rat race, right? You hear that term in corporate all the time, but it really is not so much about the net profit or like what you're taking home in your pocket and the time that you have. It is about how much is your company bringing in? And we see this in marketing and on social media all the time. And this is kind of that, I don't know, sometimes bro marketing side of it where we're so caught up in the outputs of what the business is doing and how successful it is on a dollar amount. And what I want to do, and it's so... I'm saying that, too, because it's so easy for me to do that, even though I know that I really don't care about that. I'm now figuring out again, okay, my enough and what's been enough is not enough when I'm like three years down the line and five years down the line, which is why I'm now building a little bit more instead of just working in other people's companies, because I know that what I want in five years, I need to start building for now, right, kind of having that forward perspective. And one word that you said that I'm like, okay, this is the word is unsatisfied. There's just a point where you're unsatisfied with where things are at. You're experiencing more burnout. You kind of wake up and you're like, okay, what has just happened for the last six months? How am I not talking to anyone in our audience anymore? That doesn't serve your soul. It doesn't light your soul on fire. And so it kind of leads into this question I ask everyone is, when do you know that it's time to quit? And a lot of people hate that question and they're like, oh, I pivot. And it is pivoting. But more so my intention of this question is, how do you know, how do you recognize that you are unsatisfied and it's time to make a change? And that doesn't have to be quitting a whole thing, but it could be quitting the way you're doing something and realigning and trying to figure out what does serve you. And so anything kind of in that we can dig into more, but how do you stay in touch with yourself to understand? you're on the wrong path that is gonna lead to dissatisfaction and realign before those burnouts or recognize those burnouts. Yeah, I think that's such a great question.
0: I can tell why it would trigger people like quitting and like you giving up. You know, it was an emotional time to get that burnt out and say, do I really want this? Like is it time to quit? You know, these were the questions I was asking myself, you know, what what am I doing here? I'm not doing what I set out to do. But I liked what you said. Am I not say it in the right way, but you said something about like, it's not about pivoting, but sort of like realigning or kind of readjusting where you want to go. So like, for example, you don't have to necessarily quit, but if you are at this stage of kind of questioning, like, why am I still doing this? It kind of comes back to like what I learned in the beginning where it was like, what is your why? Why are you doing this? Especially for women, at least from the conversations I had with the women in our community and when we were just starting out we didn't want to just do kind of like anything to make money. We wanted to do something that had that serving element to it. I think that's why women really love doing service-based business work. And I think that when you are to avoid, I guess, hitting the burnout, I think is really hard. I think, I think I'm someone who I kind of have to do it. Like, It just has to happen. And then I'm like, oh, okay. And now I need to fix something. But there's lots of people that it's not like that for. I would say that it's really getting to know yourself and also having time and space outside of your business alone. Or if you have a business partner, you can do this with a business partner. But it's something Cass and I do is like revision, reflect, connect with yourself. If you're a spiritual person or a woman of God, chat to God, talk to him, ask him on a weekly basis to guide you to make sure that you are still connected with your purpose. And it doesn't have to be something where you're sitting and meditating for hours on end. It's simply just a question I asked myself at the end of the week. And I kind of just said, you know, I asked myself how I'm feeling, what are like, I kind of reflect now on my week, when I have time by myself, to go for a walk and to just where does your brain go? When I was leading up to getting burnt out. When I would have time by myself or have time with my thoughts, they were constantly racing, constantly thinking about to-do lists, constantly thinking about, oh, I should, I should, I should, I should in all aspects of my life, which then puts you into that sort of fight or flight or cortisol. It's very like, masculine energy as well to be in this like always needing to do and move forward and push forward. Whereas when you're able to kind of relax back in and just be in your body, be in like grounded, not to get too woo-woo here, but you know, grounded in just the present moment and listening to your thoughts and catching yourself when you are kind of going off on these running lists in your head or running pressure to do do do. I think that's when it's really important to take a look at what are those things that you feel like you should do? And yes, in business, there's lots of things that we have to do that we don't necessarily want to do. I'm not really talking about like admin work or just like things to run the business. Really look at those things and be like, why do I not want to do this? Or why, maybe you don't feel like you don't want to do them, but maybe why do you feel so much pressure to get them done like now and as fast as possible? Like, what are they bringing to you, to your audience, to your life? And that's what I would say would be something that I would encourage people to do more. And then to not be so hard on yourself if your vision has changed. So our vision changed. The things that we wanted out of life changed. And our businesses are not built to be the one driving all of the decisions in our lives. We should be the ones making decisions in our lives and saying, how does that business fit into that? And then also what do the people in my audience that I'm serving, what do they want? How are they feeling? What do they need? And just knowing that it's sort of a symbiotic relationship there, but that the business should never be the one like making the decisions for you, if that makes sense. And then also trying to uncouple your sense of self-worth as a high achiever. For anyone listening who is a high achiever or perfectionist, uncoupling your self-worth within the business, especially within the business metrics, is going to help a lot. And that's easier said than done. It's really, that one could take more work. Maybe there's like deeper healing that needs to be done internally. I know that's kind of, for me, it was a lot more healing work and mindset work and separation from you know numbers just being Numbers on a piece of paper and like my identity and self worth being like mine and sovereign and, and that kind of thing. And for me, I really leaned into my spiritual practices to help me through that as well. So that's what I would say there. And I would say that it's okay if it looks different and it's okay if it looks the same. If you just maybe there's just some small tweaks you need to make, or it's okay to quit and to do something entirely different. I think I used to envision like the thing that I created when I was 23 years old, was the thing that I was going to do until I was 100. That is no longer the case. I understand now that things are going to shift, evolve, change. I'm going to become a mother. I'm going to become a wife. Like Those things are then going to be taking precedence in my life. So it's going to be such a fun and interesting journey to be on. And now I'm embracing that fun side of it doesn't have to look like it did when I was 23. Yeah.
1: There's so much in here that I love and I'm like, okay, all of these are things I want to dig into. One thing that I do love that you and Cass say is we shouldn't ever do something because it's a should. You all say this in our coaching calls and I love that because one of my friends, we were just having a conversation about how he went through like, okay, he had to get good grades because he was the one in his family who could do it and went to college because he was the one in his family that was like, not the problem child and could really hunker down and get it done, became an accountant because it's safe and his family doesn't have to worry about him, it's stable. And now he's at a point where he wants to do a lot of international travel and kind of figuring out new goals and what the rest of his life looks like. And I was kind of talking to him about how it sounds like for most of his life, he has done things because he feels like he should, for external reasons, for the perspective of others. And I'm not saying that's a bad or a good thing, but now he has a chance to step into what he wants to do and that he is not obligated to make a decision now for the rest of his life. It's really can be for the next three to six months, for the next year, and just continue to kind of realign and figure out what he does want moving forward. And I love... That you are like, okay, I'm going to live in this moment and I'm going to build for what I want my life to look like now. Yes, it's different than when I was 23. Yes, it's different than probably when I'm a wife and a mom. And we can still have that forward perspective of where we want to go and what we do want to have, but still focus on what is going to set me up for success now. And so much of it, I think, is making sure that I like today and I like who I am today. And, you know, my heart is. On fire, my soul is lit on fire by what I am doing today and how I am serving. Because I think that, you know, tomorrow never comes, right? So it's like if we just continuously focus on what are the small 1% changes we can make today that will then lead us to still like the life we have in the future, wherever that journey may take us. So I love, there's so many, so many good nuggets in there. I love that so much. Yeah, I mean, I feel
0: like, kind of to speak to what your friend is going through. I think that our society, at least in the North American culture, it's very much like you are praised for achievements, for productivity, for climbing the ladder or your business being a big success. And then with social media, you really never know what's true, but you're comparing yourself. There's so much comparison, imposter syndrome. And I think that it's, For someone who sounds like what your friend did, like kind of went on that more traditional path to actually like step off that path, which is something that we obviously help women do in our community is just like get off that nine to five path and and create their own path that gives them more freedom, fulfillment, time back, money back. And I think it's a lifestyle change at times and it can feel like you're going against the plan that you set out for yourself when you were young or the plan that maybe if you have pressure from family or society, And you feel like, oh, I should just stay on here. Like, I get it. Like, there is a transition period between, like, it's going to be uncomfortable, but I highly encourage people to get uncomfortable. Like, I think people also find sitting with themselves really uncomfortable these days. And I think it's because we're so dissatisfied with our lives that we're consuming so much more or doing what we think we should be doing that we think that that's satisfying us because we're getting kind of like the hits of like, okay, I'm getting praise. I'm achieving something. I'm, you know, doing the things I'm, or I'm just consuming entertainment content, whatever it is. And then, because we're afraid to actually sit with ourselves and be like, I'm actually dissatisfied with my life. Because on social media, it's rare that you see people unsatisfied. I mean, I think there's people that definitely show the transparent side, but so then you think, am I alone? Am I the only one who just wants to live a different, a slower life and maybe not have these big, and maybe serve in a more fulfilling way within my career or within my life. And I just commend anybody who really listens to what they want. And some people want to be in the career corporate path and that's the mainstream, I guess, path, so to speak. That's totally cool. I have loads of friends. that are so fulfilled by that path. But the difference that I see with the language that they use is they're using the same language I use when I talk about how fulfilled I am. So I think that that's really important is to really just disconnect from the attention economy. Like people are like, just want your attention all the time. And like, you just don't want to feel dissatisfied essentially. But like, okay, if you don't like where you're at, it's okay. And if you don't want to make a change like right now, even just recognizing and like saying, I don't really like the path I'm on. That's okay. It doesn't matter what you did in the past. It's about creating and taking another step towards the future. Like, don't let the past
1: basically stop you from changing the course of your direction of life. Yeah, definitely. And I love this little term for it, but it's like dopamine hunting. It's when you're like so addicted to your phone that it's like you don't want to be left alone with your thoughts. And I think I don't always have a takeaway. I probably never have a takeaway on this podcast, but I really feel like the takeaway from this episode is like, go be a forest fairy. Because I do the same thing. I go on walks, I go hiking, and I can actually really assess where I'm at mentally by what I choose to listen to or not listen to. Because sometimes I am, don't want to listen to anything. And that's usually when I'm feeling really creative and really inspired, and I need to be able to like take my voice notes out. And so it's like, I don't want to keep hitting pause on something. And so I'm just kind of with my thoughts, talking to myself. For some people that could be journaling, And then sometimes it's like a certain type of podcast where it can distract me totally or just music in the background. But there's all these different things where it might be what you feel like consuming might be an indicator of how you're really feeling. I completely agree. Some people probably don't listen to so much. Yeah. (laughs) But I am like always music podcasts. I'm such a big listener. So kind of on that note, we'll wrap it up a little bit here. But Shay, I want to know, what are you currently loving, obsessing over? What is currently lighting your soul on fire? Oh, such a good question. What is currently lighting my
0: soul on fire? Well, I'm currently in Mexico. And so I will say that this term was used, I think, like a year or so. It's called like a hot girl walk. And I love it. It's so basic. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't even yes. care how basic that that sounds. I go on a hot girl walk on the beach. It's all the same, Mexico. We're on the East Coast side, so the Caribbean side. It's gorgeous. The sun is shining. I'm getting my vitamin D. And I'm just walking with toes in the sand and staring out at the ocean and just, yeah, having like a thought and, or a non-thought. Sometimes I, you know, try and not have a thought in my head, <laughs> which sounds terrible. But it's very meditative, I would say, or very like grounding. My cup feels very full afterwards. I feel like I have more capacity. For social energy. And so I'm totally obsessed right now with walks on the beach, which I feel like that's so basic, but I love it. And I'm also going to say that in business, I'm really obsessed with getting into my DMs and having like chats with our community and finding out, you know, how more I can serve them and what resource I can provide for them. And we're just having really good conversations. And what's really lighting my soul up there is that I am finding women are feeling the same way that I'm feeling in terms of just wanting to have a business that supports them financially with really good juicy financial goals and that they want to do something that serves them, but they want to have more time outside of their business for other things in their life, other people in their life or health and wellness or whatever it is, or passion projects and hobbies. And we're having these conversations around like not monetizing every single idea because it's very hard for us entrepreneurs. I see you not in your head, very hard for us to not even myself. So I have to catch myself all the time in this. And so I'm obsessed with the fact that we're having these really cool conversations around not monetizing everything we're doing and just having something for us having a passion that we just share with our friends. Every time I do something, like I've been learning how to illustrate and I'm like, oh, I need to set up an Etsy shop and like sell this. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is like my relaxing creativity, fun time for me because then if we start monetizing everything, then it's like it becomes work in the end. It can still be passion-filled and purposeful, but it's work at the end of the day when you're monetizing it, there's a different element there. And so that's been kind of fun chatting with other super high achievers and being like, Well, now we did create time outside of our business, but now we're doing all these hobbies and now we're wanting to monetize them. And so I'm just kind of obsessed with the fact that I was not sure if I would find women in our community that felt that same way when it comes to living a more simple life. And I'm really obsessed with the fact that I'm just like all up in our Instagram DMs, just like having these really, really amazing, genuine conversations.
1: Yeah, I love that. I have this conversation with myself all the time Because everything I do, my first thought is how to start a business out of it. And it's just like, I think that thinking about starting a business is my hobby, right? Like not so much actually doing it, but thinking about it. Like that's the hobby. I love that. That is so true, actually. That's my new hobby. I just, I can think about
0: it. I can plan everything out, but we're not going to like do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we don't have to do it. We'll just do the fun bits. And then as soon as it comes to work, we can just drop it and whatever. Well, if people want to have some of those conversations with you, Shay, connect with you and work with you. Yeah. So Instagram is a really great place
0: to connect with me. So at Bucket List Bombshells. We also have a lot of free resources on our blog. And we also have a podcast called the Freedom Filled Life Podcast, wherever your podcast is streaming. But you can also go to bucketlistbombshells.com slash podcasts. And if you're interested in learning more about the program that Teresa is in, you can learn more and sign up for the wait list for the next time that we have enrollment, possibly. Or just to learn more, you can go to com slash mastermind. And that's our six-month group coaching program where we take you from basically 50 to 60K years to scaling up to and over six figures while doing it with more time freedom, and of course, money freedom. So we're really focused on that balance between
1: mindset, fulfillment, purpose, as well as serving our monetary goals. Amazing, thank you so much, Shay. This has been so incredible having you on. So let's go get obsessed. Hey, thanks for hanging out today. And before you go, I have a question. When's the last time you looked in the mirror and thought, I'm obsessed? And since you're still here, I want to know what you're currently obsessed with. Message me on Instagram at becomingobsessedpod and let me know. All right, let's go get obsessed.